Sunday morning discussion on Weekend View. <laughs> so, the fire happened when in Parliament? And people are being suspended when? But anyway, um, we will discuss that some other time. I'm quite... Uh, yeah, quite interesting developments that are happening in 2023. But anyway, let's move on to something else that is developing as day two of the 2024 elections voter registration weekend is about to get underway. The IEC is still eyeing its target of registering one million South Africans with special emphasis placed on young and first-time voters. Now, with South Africa's youth accounting for about 35% of the population, there is a lot of fertile ground to cover. In the build-up to this weekend's voter registration exercise, several organizations have been running campaigns aimed at the youth, encouraging them to register and take part in the electoral process. Now, recent studies have shown that the youth are dissatisfied with the formal political and economic climate leading to many of them disengaging from the electoral process. Now, to further explore why young South Africans have voter apathy and how the situation can be turned around, let's now speak to Asanda Luata, who's the executive chairperson of the National Youth Development Agency, also known as the NYDA, and Garabo Mokhonyana, who is a legal and development practitioner and the the first and former AU Youth Ambassador for Peace for Southern Africa. Let me thank you both for your time. One of the things that is very clear, I'm starting with you, um, Garabo, is that you, you think about the fact that young people right now, for them, especially when you speak to some, they say that they see no reason to partake in the electoral processes because, you know, they don't believe that their votes are going to change anything. And I wonder, from your vantage point as a young people, as a young person and engaging with young people, what are some of the reasons that they're giving you for not wanting to register to vote? Um, good morning, Bungu, and good morning to your listeners. So there are actually, you know, several reasons um, that account for this, you know, youth voter um dissatisfaction but the unwillingness to really participate within the political processes and i think some of those include the lack of accountability by a lot of the political parties and the politicians because once you elect there's a lot of detachment in terms of still consulting you know people and making sure that however it is that you lead is very people-centered so it's like the involvement of young people is at the voting period and thereafter the involvement doesn't really matter but also there is a big distrust in the electoral and political process because also you face then um you start seeing a lot of corruption within the government structures so that then deteriorates a lot of the trust towards is this really working what is my vote really doing but bringing it more i guess to the individual experiences of young people the lack of service delivery the high unemployment rate Um, load shedding, all these experiences that we experience on a daily, it appears as if, you know what, what exactly is my vote doing when I'm experiencing all these hardships and the economy, um, the performance of the economy is not doing much for me as an individual, especially as a young person with such a high unemployment rate. So the reality is that, so what is this thing meant to do if my reality every day is so difficult but also i think the last one is representation so you don't have young people represented if i'm going to be voting 
I need to see somebody and a reflection of myself. And unfortunately, a lot of our political processes don't necessarily um, have effective youth representation. And therefore, the voter apathy, the you know, the youth voter empathy is going to then be present and prevalent because um, you don't really see us within the spaces. Mm, and especially listening to some young people in Manguzi uh, that um, our reporter Nongulla Goshope was speaking to, they, they, they certainly, for them, they say that all they can see is no opportunity. So why do they wake up? Why do they go to register to vote? Because they don't believe it'll change anything. And and I wonder, um, you know, Asanda, because you were launched, you've launched a campaign to to urge young people to to register to vote. How is that going? Are you able to, uh, you know, speak to them about the importance of of making this uh, big decision? Yeah, no, thank you for having me on your show this morning. Um, you know, I, I agree with, with some of the sentiments shared by Garabo, you know, um, especially on the last part about... Um, young people feeling a sense of um, not having, you know, the various opportunities for themselves, you know, to be able to change their condition. I mean, um, stats reveal that youth are the biggest cohort um, that are facing unemployment and, um, you know, they're not able to participate meaningfully in, in, in the economy. And so what we've done as the agency is being alive to that reality was to say, how do we do things differently this time around? Um, how do we ensure that, yes, whilst we are trying to conscientize young people around the importance of participating in these electoral processes, but then also marry that with providing those opportunities that they yearn for. And so what we've done is um, we'll be, in fact, we started, you know, the campaign of um, providing opportunities as well as voter registration drive, wherein, you know, we, as, as, as you know, the, the, the title says, we are providing opportunities to young people. So basically it would be a one-stop shop where, you know, if a young person is struggling to get an ID, we've got a home affairs, um, we've partnered with your home affairs, department to ensure that they instantly get their smart cards. Um, we've got IEC who is on, on um, you know, the day of our programs, who is there to assist young people to register. But over and beyond that, you know, we are aware that, you know, young people would need um, access to to various grants and, and funding for their businesses. So we've got ourselves as the NYTA to provide that. You know, if a young person wants um, employment opportunities, we've got one of our partners, um, Harambe and USA Youth.Mobi, who provide um, opportunity work opportunities for employment seekers, as well as, you know, your other stakeholders, your NSFAS, um, for those that are wanting to advance themselves in institutions of higher learning but don't have the financial means means um, the Department of How um, Department of Higher Education, pardon me, um, as well as, you know, just a whole range of stakeholders to come on board to provide, like I said, those opportunities uh, whilst, you know, encouraging young people to, to participate in those processes. But do these, Asanda, really translate to 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 young people on the ground because if we're still sitting with this high number of unemployed young people in South Africa and yet these opportunities are right there a number of them when we speak to them I mean I would even engage with some of them on various platforms and they will say that these opportunities are simply not either one not enough but number two very difficult for them to even attain yeah, well, that's precisely why, you know, as the agency, we've become deliberate and intentional about 
you know, having the various um, outreach programs, because we, like I said, are alive to even that reality of, you know, um, opportunities not being easily available. And so we've been intentional about ensuring that a young person who is living in a far-flung rural area is able to access uh, our, our, um, our products and services. A young person who was in a previously disadvantaged community is able to access, um, you know, so that what that does is that we're then able to start to bridge or span that gap between the opportunities um, that are available and them reaching down to where, you know, the cohort that matters the most, which is young people. And I mean, you know, if you just recently look or follow the trends from Stats SA, you know, that indicate that our unemployment has, whilst not drastically decreased, you know, but the recent quarterly um, labor force survey um, indicated that the unemployment had decreased by uh, 0.5%, if I'm not mistaken, and it has consistently decreased over the last quarters. And so what that means is that, yes, whilst, you know, there hasn't been substantial or substantive improvement in, 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 in terms of unemployment, you know, but there is that small difference and it is coming out through, you know, the statistics that reveal that there is a decrease in unemployment. I suppose, but but that decrease really is, is is a drop in the ocean, particularly when you think about the number of young people who are finding themselves without jobs, who now even, for example, have to find jobs and buy data, for example, catch a taxi um, to get to that job interview. And, and this is a young person who says, what then do I see as change on the ground? And, and after the break, I want us to talk about this because, for example, Sipo Piri says, you can't blame young people with no opportunities to participate in their future they only vote to put politicians to employment and tenders and this is a young person who's writing to us this morning reacting to why they're not registering to vote but let's take a short break when we come back Arabo, i'd like us to come back with this one because these are some of the issues that they're raising including some of the policies that they say are not speaking to them Dear Africa Chipembe, thank you for experiencing the Rugby World Cup France 2023 in your language of choice on SABC radio stations and SABC TV channels. This journey is fulfilling and exhilarating when you are on board. The front row belongs to Africa, Africa Tonga. Brought to you by SABC Sport. For the love of the game. Sunday morning discussion on Weekend View. Thank you very much for staying with us. We're still um, discussing young people um, and voting, particularly as it is right now, the voter registration weekend. Garabo, let me come back to you because one of the things that, uh, you know, we hear from um from Asanda on is the fact that no, the, the you know they 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 giving um, opportunities for funding and also making sure that more and more young people get onto the bandwagon of understanding why they need to vote and we've given a litany of you know some of the reasons why um, young people are choosing not to vote but is it also because they do not understand how important their vote is to change their status quo? Or is it simply, um, you know, deeper than what we see on the surface, particularly when it comes to understanding how important a vote is? Um, it, you know, um, the lack of political 
literacy is definitely a big component to it because I think that the, the, the manner in which South Africa's governance and political structures are actually structured allow for a lot of public participation, allow for you know public engagement, allow for even society and young people to really hold a lot of the leadership accountable. But a lot of young people are not necessarily privy, but it's also, I think it's not really well taught. I think this is something that should be a basic, um, basic information that should be that we should all know, um, especially from our education system. But a lot of us don't really know that, for example, if you're not happy with a specific leader in your ward or in your municipality, you can petition against it. You can actually participate in the community town halls or even just the provincial town halls. There's a lot of things that we can actually do. A lot of people don't even know that you can actually go to parliament to observe you know, some of the proceedings that happen. Um, so there's a lot of processes that are there for people to hold leaders accountable, but also that vote is not just where political participation ends. There's a lot more. But the reality is that if young people don't know about those things, they're not really going to participate. But also if young people don't know what those things mean for them, particularly from a um, lived experience, from an individual perspective, because sometimes I feel like we 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 make we make the voting process very like communal and we need to vote because we need to change our country but young people also want to know why should i vote and how does my vote change my life and make my life better mm. and i think some need to change the, the the approach we take to voting and make sure that people really understand that okay when i gotta go and vote this is what it means if i'm not happy with this leader this is what i can do and if my um, needs from a basic services perspective is not being met. What is it that I can actually do? Mm. And those are there, but we just don't know them. Asanda, um, this is quite an important one, particularly, especially when you look at voter education. I'm going to make an example this morning. I made it earlier on in the show. I was speaking to my son, who's just turned 18, who is writing his matric, who I thought would understand why we need to vote, because we talk about this all the time. And I said to him, are you going to register? And he says, what for? Because I don't think it's going to change my life. I said, okay, wait. Whoa. We started having a conversation about why his vote is important, what it means, how he changes everything. Now, this is one young person that I've been able to reach out to. But the questions he was asking were things like what Garabo just said to say, does it make a difference? Will it change how I live? Will it change the level of, corruptions in the, of corruption in the country? What does my vote actually mean? And, 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 and this is from a young person, but are we getting it even from other young people? Are we doing enough in terms of voter education, particularly not only during election season, but every single day? Are we infusing it into our curriculum at school? Are we doing enough to teach young people in particular why they need to vote? Yeah, um, you know, I, I agree, you know, there's definitely a lot more that can be done. I mean, you know, if you look at just how our electoral system is set up, you know, it's quite, you know, it's quite, it's a bit complex, you know, and if one doesn't take that intentional um, effort to to learn and to, you know, really understand it, then, you know, you find yourself getting lost in, 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 you know, the jargon and the likes. But, you know, I always make this example, and especially when we're engaging with um 
young um, businesses, you know, uh, business owners, excuse me. Um, so what I'll say is, you know, legislation and the processes are there, but um, how many of us actually participate? Because unfortunately, it, it does very little service for you to, you know, stand on the sidelines and don't participate and then still want to the very same, the outcomes um, to favor you when you didn't participate, you know. Mm. So I'll use this example of the um, preferential procurement bill where, you know, young um, business people were saying or, or, or generally business owners were saying, you know, they want more preferential um, or the amounts that um, your, your departments and government spends on, on um, goods and services in their respective departments, 30% should be set aside for women, youth and persons with disabilities. So the question I asked was, did you engage in the process? No. Um, did you participate? You know, as as what Karabo was saying, you know, they we are in a participatory democracy, and there are processes there. But until we actively participate and make our voice, unfortunately, the lawmakers will probably only um, make a law that will probably not have um, 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 the, the the experience that your business owners have. And so it's important that, you know, as the, the business owners who are living daily and, and experiencing these the shortcomings of the current legislation, it's incumbent on them to... Um, to 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 engage in those processes, you know, and equally, you I mean you can say a lot about all these other um, various uh, pieces of legislation that what we need to start encouraging young people to participate. And you know, I the issue then of it won't make a difference. I tend to disagree. I mm. really, really, mm. know. it's 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 so you know, I, you know, you can't overly overly estimate the the voice of a submission you know and you might think that it does not get debated or it doesn't get listened to in parliament i can confidently say it does you know you can just put a one-liner and say you support this bill because of one two and three and submit and that that submission will be taken into consideration so i think it just needs us to really really just um you know, engage your engage young people just so them to have that appreciation of such of the importance of such submissions. Asanda, I hope that uh, a potential voter behind you there is is registered. I'm so sorry. No problem. No, no, no. Not at all. Not a problem. It's perfectly fine. It. I mean, it's it's the multi the multi facets and the faces that we have as women. We're having a conversation. There's a baby there. We're cooking and all of that. So do not even worry. Please do not worry. I, I we enjoy little people here on the show, and, and that's why I'm just saying. I hope I hope I hope that the young person behind you is registered to vote. But when we come back, I'd like us to talk about something else. Um, you know, how do we begin to reduce the barrier? then um, to, you know, the registration process and all of that. Are we ready to move, um, you know, online, um, even with, you know, the voting? Because it's also something that some young people are saying that make it as simple as possible for us to register, make it as simple as possible for us um, to even vote online. And I, and I think, I mean, I've, I've engaged with the system online and it's fairly quite easy, um, you know, and quite user friendly. But let's talk about this on the other side of this. 
Have you ever noticed how unique the rugby ball is? You should check out Head High. The rise of junior rugby stars Mana and Ty. Vince is not just their stepfather, he's their coach. Catch the brother's dream of the black jersey, Head High, every Sunday at 9pm. Live on SABC Sport on DTT Channel 4. Also available on SABC Plus and SABCSport.com. Hashtag Brought to you by SABC Sport. Sunday morning discussion on Weekend View. Thank you very much for staying with us. We're still talking about the voter registration weekend and getting more and more young people to go out there and register to vote. Karabo, Asanda mentioned something very, very important, and that is understanding the power that you have as an individual um, when it comes to your vote. But at the same time, simplifying the voter education and making sure that we understand and, and, and a lot of it is broken down in languages that people can understand. Let's talk about you know, reducing some of the the barriers to the registration, um, you know, process and just the voting process in and itself. Could this help to maybe get us more people? Um, absolutely. And, you know, I do agree with the chairperson's sentiments around young people truly do have power. I think just generally the public, we really have power to determine quite a lot within South Africa's governance, but also political processes. And it's so important for us to actively engage within it because it's really meant to benefit us. And we have that power to determine how it is that we're actually governed, you know, as a society. And in terms of just the barriers and whether we take it, we we digitalize it, I will reduce some of the barriers like potentially like day registration. You know, those kinds of things will definitely um, reduce the barriers. The reality is that the young people um, are a different kind of generation. You have a lot of your generation um, Z, but also part millennials that form primarily part of youth. And that generation has been described as a more convenient, you know, so we are time savvy, so don't make us stand in the line for three hours to go and vote. Um, but also, we just want that convenience. We're a very convenient-based um, generation. So if we reduce a lot of the barriers, I do foresee um, an increase in the engagement and the registrations, but also just the participation. Mm. Um, but also then in terms of you know the information, if it's accessible and it's also presented in a manner that then um, young people are engaging, you know, whether it's digital media, videos and those kinds of mediums, then we are able to really consume it and take it as it is. And that contributes to then the voter education. But I do believe that we need to consider some of the, um, the newer methodology of facilitating electoral processes that could increase um, the voter turnout because some of the traditional methods may not necessarily align with this new generation. And I do believe that governance and politics needs to evolve with generational changes. And we are looking at a very digital generation. You agree with that, Asanda? Definitely, definitely. Um, I think, yeah, you know, the issue of evolving with the changing times, it's it's quite crucial um, precisely because, you know, 
your constituency is evolving, you know. So as as Garab was saying, how do we go or move away from the long queues to inst you know instantly being able to access whatever it is that you need to access on your phone? Um, also breaking down like the the, the language, having language um, barrier. You know, we are speaking in one language now, but, you know, how are we communicating the messaging in all 12 now official languages? You know, how do we how do we also access? Because, you know, when you're communicating to your re that relevant cohort, you need to go to where they are. You know, it does no um, service to speak in your office and and assume that you know your information or your your communication is going to reach or your message is going to reach young people in this instance mm. go to where they engage them you know speak about what their challenges are and the other the other i think what what we don't seem to be doing you know quite effectively or what government hasn't uh, been doing effectively is that we don't continuously send out that particular messaging you know it's only it's a seasonal messaging so mm. now because we are in the upcoming or oh, going up to the national elections that we want to um you know conscientize uh, our communities around voting but why is that you know the civic education why is it not a continuous um a continuous process you know so that as a, your son who's 18 now you know he will then be able to make an informed decision saying no mama um the reason why i didn't want to vote is because I've studied the electoral process and I don't want to participate because of A, B, and C, one, two, and three. You know, mm. and and those are probably the 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 limitations or the blind spots that currently exist. And you know, as the agency, we're working to address that. You know, to ensure that, for instance, the idea of a civic education gets inculcated in the curriculum. So that a young person is able to interface with this particular information at an early age. So by the time they reach the age where they're eligible to vote, then they have all that information. Then we do away with, you know, the disinformation and, and, and everything that currently exists. Let me ask both of you in about five seconds each. Please speak to young people this morning who are reluctant to go and vote. I'll start with you, Karabo. Five seconds. Um. Please do go out and vote. Um, I'd say, you know, like how IEC says it, your voice really does matter. But it's also important for us to retain our democratic values because they mean something to us. But it's also important for us to choose the leaders that are actually going to push our youth agenda, our individual agenda, which is economic empowerment, um, social All development. Right. Just go out and vote. It's important. Asanda? Yeah, I think mine would really be to say to young people, you know, we really do need to take it upon ourselves um, to make that change. Um, you know, unfortunately, it's not going to come with sitting at home, but rather, you know, it's it's going to be a, a process that involves us young people. I mean, we have we have a lot to give. Um, and, you know, in the absence of us participating, whatever inputs, however progressive they are, become futile, unfortunately. Yeah. Let me thank you both for your time this morning. That was Asanda Luwak, the executive chairperson of the National Youth Development Agency, the NYDA, and Garabo Mukhanyana, who is a legal and development practitioner and the first and former AU Youth Ambassador for Peace for Southern Africa. Young people, please go out there and register to vote. Everyone else, let's go register to vote. It is the right thing to do. Let me thank you so much for your time, the team as well. Thank you and see you again next week. God bless.